Welcome to School of Parenting. Um, This morning we've got a couple of really interesting interviews coming up. I got to speak with um, two very interesting local people in Berkshire. Um, First of all, I had a chat with Pablo Perez from Leighton Park School in Reading. And he told us all about the charity and community work, which um, they do across the school right from year seven when the children go into the secondary school there. Um, So that was really inspiring to chat to him. And then my interview with the High Sheriff of Berkshire. Yes, there is a High Sheriff here in Berkshire. There's actually about 50 of them across Britain. And I got to chat to our High Sheriff here in Berkshire and hear um, what he does, what his role is, which is a very uh, important role, uh, working with the police and uh, community and so on. So we'll have a chat to him. Also, just looking, we'll be looking at some local news and finding out what the top 15 must-see movies are to share with your your kiddies before they grow up. Uh, One of mine doesn't sit and watch movies with me anymore. It's really sad. But before they grow up and, uh, you know, prefer to hang out on their Xbox and that kind of thing. So 15 must-see movies. So first of all, let's go to my interview um, with Pablo. So Pablo Perez from Leighton Park School in Reading He's actually the modern foreign languages teacher with responsibility for overseeing uh, the student-led charity group and um, also the CAS program, um, which is Creativity Action Service Program. Um, 
and overseeing the student-led charity group Amicus. Now, probably about a month ago, I spoke to Nick Lee, who's a member of Amicus at her school, and she um, had done a double marathon on a weekend to raise money for Wifold Riding for the Disabled Association. And this kind of thing is what the uh, the students are encouraged to do at Leighton Park across all year groups. So um, here's my chat with Pablo. talking to us at School of Parenting you do quite a lot of charity and outreach programs yes yes we do cast what yes. does that stand for so CAS, uh, CAS is part of creativity action and service basically what we do is to encourage them to um, be or to do more creative um, learning by learning for example music mm. um, or composition or or arts. The um, action is, for example, to ask them to join choirs and to put in practice that uh, area of the learning that they have developed with CAS. And finally, the service, for example, singing with the choir or with the orchestra in or for hospitals or things like that. Something that we do on a regular basis, especially in Christmas time. For example, in year seven and eight, they have a course that is creative writing, and we are going to publish a book on with all the poetry done by year uh, eight students we have uh, them learning new instruments all the cohort in year seven mm. they do for example a web design in which they choose a charity of um, the liking and they develop um, a website for them um, then after all these actions they also have to write a reflection on the things that they done and uh, how they uh, have improved their skills is really welcomed both by the students and by teachers. It's lovely that they start this right from year seven so yes, as soon as they then, come in. Yes then in year 10 for example we have British as a sign language so they learn it and at the end of the year they get a certificate they do outdoor activities that they help them with the Duke of Edinburgh silver award Mm. is part of our curriculum and so it's not optional they this is part no, of the what is what is optional is the the courses that they choose mm. they for example in year 10 they were offered uh, six different activities uh, one that comes to my mind that is very popular is um, uh, media they are in charge after learning uh, they are in charge in in a lot of occasions to record the music events they can help with the the plays that the school do the musical etc etc so if they want to be a little bit more behind the scenes or yes and uh, within the groups they develop different roles it's also skills like collaboration something that is very important is to develop a long-term um vision of education and the process of learning Mm. is very difficult for example in music in year seven is the beginning of a long process that could lead to have uh, well like the Leighton Park School has a full orchestra uh, with um, with the students that started that journey in year seven no wow and the same with media uh, sports leadership we believe that maybe this society is asking constantly then to respond to very short uh, project 
And uh, we love seeing that they are able to develop uh, a long-term thinking. Yes, and the long-term results. Yes, I, I think that that is very important. When they get to sixth form... What sorts of things are they doing then? What we ask them is to develop themselves themselves a portfolio of um, the equivalent to 150 hours of creativity, action and or service. Okay. As you can imagine, the boys may have not been that eager to join the choir. So that helps them to take the decision of joining the choir and uh, developing skills like learning or reading music. And through that, they get also involved in charity events as part of being part of a team. Then you have other people that maybe they are more focused on artistic um, uh, abilities, because those may start playing a sport under the supervision of the PE team. A lot of them, they decide to join charity shops. Before lockdown, it was quite easy for them to get involved in the trip to Africa that every two years used to happen here, Mm. in which uh, um, they have to raise their own uh, resources, money, in order to go there. In, to prepare themselves to go to Africa, they had to do a lot of things. And then whilst being in Africa, they go, basically go there uh, start to build, paint, uh, help mm. with the new... I love the idea that they had to do some fundraising themselves. Yeah, 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 no, no, yes. It's not just parents no, giving, no, 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 no. giving them the funds. I strongly encourage them to Ex. find their own way, yes. And it's the same with uh, Amicus a group of students who organize all the charity events. It is the students who uh, organize it. I am just there giving a little bit of advice, experience. Mm. And we invite students who have, uh, have been support uh, supporting charities to approach us. Mm. For example, Nikki, by doing running two marathons in two consecutive days. Esto, and by being involved in writing for the Disabled Association, mm-hmm. we um, make the school uh, aware of what is happening. We don't only want to raise money because that is kind of easy, although we know that it's very helpful. Yes. We want people to be involved actively uh, in normal circumstances. I know that the school would have invited and would have had a good response from students to help that charity by going there and clean the stables. Actually going along to stables and mucking out yeah. or, or doing the hard work. Always, every year when we ask students why they are joining us, in a, a constant idea is that they feel like they may live in a bubble, in a quite privileged bubble, mm. and they want to get involved with the uh, um, community. Uh, we try to support uh, local charities mm. like uh, John Mines, uh, um, Rescue Dogs, here in Reading, um, uh, shelters, uh, uh, Reading Family Aid is mm. a very important charity. We have a, a year connection with them in which we collect toys for for them at Christmas time. Uh, again, it's a group of students that are very, 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 very active. That's yeah. lovely. And, and all those other life skills that they're learning. They, so. they also are invited, and Nick was a good example of it, uh, or to do our assembly 
for the whole school. So they have to prepare a presentation. They have to stand uh, in front of the whole school. That is another skill that obviously um, is important in life. Pushing themselves out of their comfort zone. Yes, in absolutely. life, they have to push themselves out of their comfort absolutely. zone. As a school, or a Quaker school with Quaker values, mm. we support them and although it's really important obviously for the school to have good results mm. but we we are trying to create here round personalities yes. that they are ready when they leave to face the mm. normal world mm. we try to raise people who are concerned about global issues etc well that's excellent it sounds like by the, by the time they leave, they're certainly well-rounded. I, I, I can tell you that a lot of uh, former students that come back to Leighton Park School, they remember um, these skills. They appreciate then having received these skills. Mm. And the members of the staff, etc., that um, help them to develop. It's really nice to know that, so- that they can put that in practice, yes. You must be very busy if you look at if you've got that whole program from <laughs> year seven up to sixth form. But it must also be really rewarding as well. It is. Watching. It is. I am also um, a language teacher, but this is extremely rewarding. You can see them flourishing, blossoming when uh, um, developing one of these projects that are theirs. Yeah. And how's everything going at the moment with the with exams? Exams well, we are, happening, yeah, coming up. Yeah, we are doing, this week is year 11 and year 13 exams, but also next week is the end of the year exams for all years. With uh, gathering all the evidence needed for the year 11s and year 13s and the IB students, etc., is is busy. Mm. But, well, in two weeks' time, we have a, a break. So, good, uh, good. no problem, no problem. And then that means that, that <laughs> there'll be no studying during the half term then? It no, will we be will be over. I, I would say that we will have plenty <laughs> of marking to do. Yes, for you, yes. Yes, yes. but, in, but it's better to do that in the garden, yes. <laughs> I've only ever taught in primary school. Every May half term was report writing. I, I have to confess, I do not miss report no. writing. <laughs> but again it's, it's better to do it in the garden than it being is. There. yes 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 it is it is uh well thank you so much for ch- chatting to us um and hear thank about you. the program that goes across all the year groups thank you pablo lovely thank to you. talk to you bye-bye likewise bye-bye Turn the radio thank you pablo yes let's see i think i'll turn over to the loudspeaker This is only a test. This radio station will remain on the air, day and night. Across the Thames Valley. Turn on the radio and let's have some music. River. Radio. Spread the word. So that was my interview with Pablo Perez from Leighton Park School in Reading. And um, actually, I've got here. Good morning, Sam. Lovely to see you. And we've also got another uh, guest in the studio this morning, Rani. Hello, Rachel. Hello. And um, yeah, so Pablo was chatting about what they do there at the school. And I think what was really, what really came across is they're not just talking about charity work and community work by making donations. They have this whole philosophy of the the CAS, which stands for creativity, 
action and service. So it's actually encouraging the students to um, get involved actively. And one of the things that he spoke about is they do um, a trip that they might have done obviously before lockdown where, where the children go overseas, which obviously lots of schools do. But rather than it just being an assumption that the parents put their hand in the pocket and they fund it, they encourage the children to do their own fundraising and um, to actually go out there, raise the funds so they can get over the, you know, get on the trip themselves. So this whole focus on action. What's your thoughts on that, Sam? Well, it's great because it makes the children appreciate you know, the bank of mum and dad is very easy to dip into all the time. Yes. Um, You know, my daughter was supposed to go on a ski trip and we had to pay for that and then COVID it was cancelled. But you know, I think if we can get our children to pay for yeah, yep. they'll get a, a better appreciation, I think. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. And I mean, one of the things that um, they were also talking about is the children get involved. So they um, suggest to them if there's something outside of the school, something that they're interested in, that they can all help out. And again, not just by donating money, but by actually doing something. Um, so yeah, it's great. And Leighton Park School is actually founded, it's a Quaker school, it's actually founded on Quaker principles, <clears throat> which, <clears throat> excuse me, which today... <laughs> which today are, you, are killing you at the moment. Yeah, but which today, they are um, thing, principles that are considered best educational practice for any school. So, so respect, integrity, equality, peace, sustainability. However, they have this real approach on the holistic curriculum um, so individuality and also just a strong sense of community and I think that really came across from chatting with Pablo. Yes my wife went to a Quaker school and um, yeah I think those values but you know I I teach martial arts as well and we have those same values Uh, it's basically integrity respect indomitable spirit you know we called it, I used to have to remember it by Sipsy. That was the only way to pass my grading. Courtesy, integrity, self-control, respect, indomitable spirit. It's a really mm. good idea, I think. Uh, uh, this, uh, making kids independent, especially mm. in, our, in our media-ridden world, is a really good, I- good idea. Uh, good morning, everybody. My name's Rani, <laughs> um, by the way. Interloper today. Yes, welcome, Rani. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm really good, and I, it reminds me there's a there's a local story just recently when five I don't know if you did it on River Radio already, but that 500 girl guides did a virtual sleepover. Oh really? Yeah, and they did things like cooking, street dance, laughing, yoga, and it went on to Buck Scout Radio, and they were even able during this time to uh, to have reptile encounters, and it it was they all really enjoyed it. So I think that taught, they said that that taught them a lot of independence and it was done virtually because of uh, COVID, but I, that's, I think that that's in the same school of what you're talking about. Yeah, Rachel. and one of the other things that came up when I was talk, talking to Pablo as well are these projects that they have which start in year seven and then continue the whole way throughout the school. And it did actually get me thinking because I certainly know with my own children, everything's quite instant and it... And it is short term. And that's one of the things they're actively trying to do, move away from just these short term 
projects and actually get the children to invest in something that they start as they go into the school and then they're still working on as they they finish the school because obviously that's going to have long-term benefits and teaching them about goal setting and all those sorts of things well you know um we have taught our children not to have patience Mm. um x factor instant fame but yeah do you know why we have chapters in books so that we, we have to turn to the next chapter and we have to learn patience. But you also have an end point. And so the nice thing about it is that you could say to somebody, right, read a chapter and then stop. Whereas when you get onto social media, the idea is not to stop. Yes. The idea is to constantly... So mm. you get to the end of your Twitter stream or your end of your Facebook stream or Instagram or TikTok. Guess what? There's another one waiting for you, and another one. I was going to say, there's no end, is there? That's there isn't the an end. <laughs> they don't want to end it. And, and so that attention grab, that instant gratification, that need to, to have an endorphin hit, is what they are giving you. Whereas in the old days, our days, let's say, you know, we would have you know, a programme, and then we would have to wait till next week. Mm. But now you Netflix binge it, right? Exactly. So that whole psychological training of a generation of people is i want it now and i want it instantly and so it's great that they're teaching them patience mm. and tolerance and, and and waiting you know Rana, you were famously in, in east enders and do you know why they're called soap operas no actually do you rachel know <laughs> no i don't <laughs> So the font of all useless knowledge here again. <laughs> I'm going to learn something today. We we're all going to learn well, something today. They were called soap operas because Procter and Gamble came up with the idea to have Coronation Street, oh. and the idea was to sell soap. And the only way you would watch the soap ad was to put a program around it. The ad, the oh. program was the subplot to the advert. Really? Well, that's why Coronation Street are called soaps. Oh, wow. And of course, there were so many ads as well, weren't there? That's the point. The, the idea was you watch the ad. So it was, it was designed to, for the female in the house at the time, who was the main matriarch who would do the cooking and cleaning. So the ads were all female-focused. And the idea was that, that this was a series that you would watch on a regular basis, like a, mm. but the ads were focused from uh, Procter & Gamble about selling soaps. Really oh, there we go. Whereas it's quite frustrating, isn't it? Now it just if there if there is something I'm watching with ads in, I do get a little bit frustrated about it. Well, so we just fast think, forward everything. But then when you th- you think we did used to sit through those ads, didn't we? In an hour show, you'd have what four part one, part two, part well, three. Famously, yeah. the National Grid in the middle of a James Bond film would know that there would be a spike in the electricity requirement because the ads would come on, everyone would get up to go make their cup of tea. Mm. And so they had to boost the electricity at the point of the ads. They just knew. So they had this trending line of when the ad requirement would go on for electricity requirement. That's amazing. And actually, you know, there have been a few things on the telly recently, that old thing, you know, um, that you couldn't binge, like uh, Between the Lines and things like that. And people were saying it was really nice, actually, not to be able to binge it and to have to wait a whole a whole week and the BBC was really successful at kind of creating a real buzz around between the lines because people had to wait so they had all these podcasts mm. and other shows that would talk about what you know talk about the show well I think I realized myself when um and I, it's just gone out of my head the show that we were all watching that only was on every Sunday night Monday night you were watching it because you posted about it the police show 
What's oh, it? Line of Duty. <laughs> yes. I wasn't watching. I've never yeah. seen oh, it. Oh, I thought you did a post no, on that. I meant Line of Duty, not between the. Oh, lines. is that? Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. But what I, I and I did pick up on my my because I the next episode would come along and I'd realise actually how much other stuff I'd been watched before. My husband and I would be okay, right? What happened in the last one? I mean, obviously we were excited. You know, everybody was excited to watch it, weren't they? But um, but yeah, you realise that also in that space of that time, one whole week, you might have watched binge watch an entire series of something else. So that was good, actually. I did like how you had to wait. How it, how you had to wait for that patiently, and I think just from talking to Pablo. That really struck me, and definitely as a parent as well, um, just I'm going to be a little bit more conscious about trying to encourage my own children to not have things instantly or to say, no, come on, let's, if, if there's something that you want to get, let's do this over a period of time, whether it's saving up some money or but just having some goals that are perhaps a little bit longer term for them. I mean, your children are a bit older, Sam. I don't know if you've done that. But, you know, it suggests things like um, if you're saving up for something, don't, you know, don't automatically just say to you, you know, they could save something, then you could contribute something. But just getting into this habit of having a goal or a project that goes over a longer period of time and it's not just instant. Mm. I think you're going to be fighting like King Canute. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I, I just think you're... It's like my wife would say things like, well, don't let them do X, Y, Z. And I said, well, you're just fighting against it because in six months' time you'll have given in. It, it's very hard, I think, to... In, it, when We just gave, I think, six or seven examples of where society has designed a system that is around instant gratification. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I can give you one more. You know, if you order from Amazon and it doesn't come the next day, how frustrated do people get? Yeah, in the past, you'd go to Argos or other shops like it and then say, yes, that'll be here next week. And you go, that's fine. Mm. And now you want it tomorrow. Yes, yeah. And, you know, um, in fact, you know, we have got so lazy that, you know, I want to take away, get Deliveroo to do it. <laughs> it it's like it, we won't even get in a car now and go and get it ourselves. And so we're generating this societal uh, affliction, I think, um, and we are going to reap uh, or the, the the rewards or not the rewards, the opposite of whatever rewards is. Yeah, because d- certainly there are a lot of um, mental health ben- health benefits for teens in actually having these goals because then they, they know that they need to work at actually accomplishing something. Um, they're more focused because rather than having a million things going on with the social media and all the other things, it actually keeps them on track and, and encourages them to focus also things like saving money because otherwise how else are they learning to save money or saving up for things if they are getting all these things instantly they they do need to know how to do that for the future um, and also one of the things that came across um, when I was chatting with Pablo from Leighton Park School is that the children um, they're learning a lot about themselves as well so they're overcoming um, they're learning what they're capable of what their limitations are and then also asking for help so it was a great interview with Pablo from Leighton Park School I hope to speak to them again and let's take a little break and um, coming up after this song um, I I had a chat with the High Sheriff of Berkshire, so I'm very excited about that. Just want to say, Yeehaw. So here we've got Green Lights and Becca.
So I was very excited to speak to the High Sheriff of Berkshire and um, here's my chat with him. You are the High Sheriff of Berkshire. Can you tell us a little bit about the role for people like myself who haven't heard of this before? Well, firstly, Rachel, thank you very much for inviting me onto your show uh, today. Delighted to be here. Yes, I am the High Sheriff of Berkshire. It's a voluntary role that you take up for a period of a year. It's one of the oldest secular offices in the country after the Crown. I am, in fact, the Queen's representative for law and order in the county, and my role has a sort of dual purpose. I'm supporting the criminal justice system and also trying to promote social justice so okay. my primary job is working and supporting the judiciary, the police authority, local prisons, the probation service, you do a fantastic job, the emergency services, local authorities and voluntary organisations. That sounds like a huge role. <laughs> but it is, and it goes back to Saxon clients. So it's, it's, it's a very old role. And in fact, if you go back to Magna Carta in 1215, I think there were 63 clauses, 27 of which refers to a sheriffs. And the, the sheriffs in medieval times were incredibly powerful people. They could draw, draw up armies. They could uh, mm. impose taxation, etc. So a lot of those powers have now evaporated and whittled away over time. Mm. But so it's, it's, it's now perhaps ceremonial and we're here ready to try and assist the ju judiciary and the police in their work and support them, as well as an important facet of, of my job is promoting this great county in which we live in. So mm. as some of your listeners may know, up until 1999, we had a Berkshire County Council which, which which perhaps helped to unify the county as a whole. We now have six unitary authorities. They all do a great job in their own way. So that leaves the role of promoting and celebrating the great county in which we live in, mm. down to the Lord Lieutenant and the Lieutenancy and the High Sheriff. Okay. So while on the one hand I'm representing the Queen in respect of law and order, I'm also here to promote the county. And you mentioned that you work quite closely with the Thames Valley Police. What yes. What sort of things do you work with them on? That's a, a very good question. So last Friday, for instance, I was uh, on a call with the, with the Chief Constable, John Campbell. We interface with, certainly in Berkshire, I'm interfacing, we'll be interfacing with the, the local area commanders, trying to understand some of the issues that we face across the Thames Valley Police area, which includes not only Berkshire, but Buckinghamshire and Oxfordshire, understanding what the issues are, whether, I mean, in the last year, there were 19 murders oh. uh, across the Thames Valley Peace area. We obviously had the incident in Forbury Gardens, with a uh, result of three people murdered. Oh. All the issues of uh, policing, of funding for police, of, of prisons, probationary service, and really trying to support them in the, in the great work they do. And you also work with schools. Yes. So an important part of, of the High Sheriff's Year is that in a usual year, unfortunately it didn't happen this year for the mm. first time, we arrange through the good services of the Berkshire Magistrates Association mock trials for secondary schools. So there's typically pupils in year eight and nine who come to Reading County Court 
Okay. Uh, it's a competition. We usually have 25 or 30 secondary schools participating. Mm. And they go through through heats, then to a final, then to a regional final, then to a national final. And one school will act as the prosecutor, and the other school will act as a, a defender. Ah. It's a great way of introducing uh, children to the criminal justice system to understand how, how that works, and also to meet judges and magistrates mm. and, and police as well. And so it gives a, a, a bit of better insight, might give them an idea for a future job but it's well backed we we've been very successful in Berkshire over over many years in terms of how our teams have progressed to a national level as well a great opportunity as you said for children of that age to learn about the system I mean the best way of learning anything is to actually be involved and be active in it yes and they usually take place on a Saturday when the courts are generally Mm. empty so they actually get into the Crown Court in Reading and sit in in the dock or in the uh, where where the barristers uh, usually stand so it's it's a great opportunity for them as well as it's very very good for their confidence and it's very good for their speaking skills as well Exactly. Very valuable. So you were sworn in or elected as the High Sheriff of Berkshire on Friday the 26th of March. First of all, how does that, that work? Well, you do, it is a voluntary position, but you are nominated and there's a right. nomination panel. And the interesting thing and actually the good thing is that you are nominated three years ahead of your ahead of your year. And that's quite important because it's quite a lot of preparation. Right. Quite a lot to get your head around as to mm. what your year is going to involve and who you're going to interact with. So there's a nomination panel that's made up of uh, various people, including the resident Crown Court judge in Reading, the Lord Lieutenant, the Chief Constable, the Chief Fire Officer, the uh, Chief Executive of Barch Community Foundation. Okay. and various other people, and they put together, they have a nominations panel, and they have uh, a couple of meetings a year, and then they select a person who is then approached to be asked whether he or she would like to take up the role. Mm. So I was uh, nominated three or four years ago, and so I've been in nomination for four or three years before taking up the office of 26th of March, as you quite rightly said. But before you are sworn in, the Queen actually appoints you in the Privy Council. So it's a very um, quaint tradition that the Queen uses something called a bodkin, which is a very large needle, and she's presented with a large vellum scroll, and she is known as pricking. So she, rather than sign a document, she pierces this vellum against each name with this silver bodkin to notify the appointment of of a high sheriff. And the history behind it, Rachel, is that um, going back to Elizabethan times, so Elizabeth Mm. I, she was asked to appoint a list of high sheriffs. She didn't have a pen or a quill. She was in the garden and had a silver bodkin. So she started this tradition of pricking the names with a bodkin. And it's something that continuing monarchs have continued with. So... Mm. And actually, it's it's, some of your listeners may know, the Privy Council meetings are generally very short and and, uh, members of the Privy Council have to stand. But this is the one occasion when the Queen actually sits to go through the list of high sheriffs and prick them. It's it's fascinating. And and I love the fact that that tradition is still continuing as well. Well, I think there's a great reflection of of our monarch who is, you know, 
a great stickler for tradition mm. and, uh, and doing things as they have, have always been done. It's great. And you have, as part of your role for the year, you have some themes that you, uh, you choose. Yeah. Absolutely, Rachel. And each high sheriff can approach his or her year in the way that they wish to. And, and different high sheriffs approach their years with, with different ideas or themes. And my four themes for the current year are almshouses and the elderly. Mm. I'm vice chairman of the Almshouse Association, which actually is based in Berkshire, Billing Bear. There are 33 almshouse charities in the county. Okay. So I'm very interested in almshouses mm. and the elderly. The the second theme of my year is modern slavery. <clears throat> now, according to a global uh, slavery index, there are three and a half million people in slavery in Europe and Central Asia, and a quarter of those are children. So it's a real issue. Mm. Whether that exists in prostitution or whether it's in car washes or nail bars or mm. in uh, farming, uh, but it is a huge issue, and that's yes. also uh, an area that so I liaise with the police about. Okay. So modern slavery is, is the is the second theme of my year. The third theme is supporting the Berkshire Community Foundation, of which I'm a vice president of, which is a fantastic charity. If your listeners haven't heard of Berkshire Community Foundation, they should go online and, and look at the website because it's okay. the one charity and foundation that looks after the whole of Berkshire. Right. And it's very well connected to every organization, community, hub, charity, and other organization that they do, do fantastic jobs in a job in, in the community and with the voluntary sector. So that's the, the third one. And the fourth theme for my year is, is Reading Abbey, okay. uh, which is dear to my own heart because it's, mm-hmm. it was one of the great medieval religious houses uh, in the country. And this year marks the 900th anniversary of its foundation in 1121 okay. by King Henry I. And he was later buried at Reading Abbey, I think in 1135, and okay. is still buried there. But I think he, he, the, the part of the abbey is now under Reading Jail. So it's, it's rather like uh, King Richard in, Leicester, in the Leicester car box. Yes. <laughs> Henry I is... Yes. Under the under the Banksy mural at Reading Jail. <laughs> oh. So this year is a very big year for for Reading. It's a great town, Reading, and so it's nine hundred years since foundation. There's some great. If some of your listeners haven't been around the Abbey ruins, mm-hmm. they should do so. There's going to be various events okay. over the over some months, particularly in June. So four very valuable themes. How do you fit that in? That's a lot, isn't it, in a year? It is, and I'm also <laughs> continuing. I'm also continuing to to work part time in in the city, as 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 well as running a farm in 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 Berkshire. So so it's it's quite a bit. I get up early, and I get to bed late. Okay. Uh, but I've got a, I've got a very good uh, personal assistant, Penny Savage, uh, yes. who has been the personal assistant to I th- I think I'm her sixth high show. So oh, that's incredibly. Okay. It's incredibly uh, helpful. Because mm. She knows the ropes, and she mm. she knows what what the procedures are, and so she she's been absolutely wonderful. Oh, well, she was wonderful uh, to deal with, Penny. So, and if our listeners want to follow what you're doing across the year, is there a website? How can they keep up to date? No, absolutely, there is there is both a website, so it's okay. BerkshireHighSheriff.com. I've also got an Instagram account, 
which is okay. called Clark's High Sheriff. So if they, they can have a look at that, that's that's more fun. That's got a few okay. um, postings of, of, of what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. So I hope to put something on for my uh, talk today with River Radio. Excellent. Um, eventually, I will get my Twitter account up and running, but I haven't got that yes uh, up and running yet but it will be <laughs> yes there's so many well thank you so much for talking to us on school of parenting at river radio i've lived in berkshire for about 12 years now i really do feel embarrassed that i'd not heard of the high sheriff of berkshire and it's fascinating i wonder if it's something that our schools talk to the children about i would say if, you, if you've got some uh, teachers listening or pupils listening yes. you would like me to come and visit them in school yes. and I've got a I've got a very fancy uniform which is called okay. a court dress which I can put I can put on and go and visit children in schools yes. um, with my sword etc it'd be a delight to, to get into some schools and meet them when it's safe to do so obviously yes. yeah we are coming out of uh, COVID pandemic and I think we're looking forward to being able to, to meet properly again uh, I'd be delighted if anyone wants to contact me or want me to do an event with them. Fantastic. Always pleased to do that. It's fascinating and the history, what you're actually doing with those four themes as well. So, yes, I will certainly be mentioning it on my travels. Thank you <laughs> so much. Thank you for sharing all that you have today. I've looked at your website, but I'm going to go on and follow you on in- Instagram. Thank you very, thank much, you very much, Willie, for your time. Rachel, thank you very much for inviting me on. So that was Willie Hartley Russell and sorry about the little gremlins at the start there and it was just fascinating to hear um, what he's involved in. Um, Is that a role you fancy Sam? Uh, High Sheriff? I think I would have been (laughs) Kimasabi. I don't think being Indian I could have been the High Sheriff. I think I'd I'd be something like out of Blazing Saddles. Do you remember that scene where the black cowboy rides into the village of the Sheriff? Just don't think it's my look. I don't know. You can do it. One day. Um, One day. Well, as Willie said, he had to be nominated three years in advance for Mm. that role. And, um, I mean, he's got a very impressive um, list of um, other things that he's involved in. But um, he'd mentioned his four charities that... Because each high sheriff, they pick their themes that they want to work on for the year that they're in um, in that position. And his was the elderly, modern slavery, Reading Abbey, and then Berkshire Community Foundation. Now, Berkshire Community Foundation, um, a charity that Willie was telling me about, um, I... I'd not come across it. So um, I'd really encourage um, you to go and have a look at it. www.berkshirecf.org. And they're a charity that works across the whole of Berkshire to raise money, but then they distribute it. So charities can go to them and approach them for a grant um, or individuals can um, and they did a, they, a huge amount last year in this last pandemic year um, so 3.2 million pounds in grants were given for health to reduce isolation and combat disadvantage um, 720,000 um, were given to disadvantaged children um, uh, 360,000 to help older people, 230 charities and groups supported. So, um, yeah, they do 
they do some really amazing work so um, go and take a look at their website and also as Willie said BerkshireHighSheriff.com if you'd like to know a bit more about that um, and it's great hearing all that history um, from Willie but also here and the tradition that they had of the High Sheriff how they were how they're appointed with the bodkin um, but as he mentioned as well, he can uh, wear, and I've got it right this week, a court dress. I called it a costume last week. <laughs> it's a court dress. And he can actually go into um, schools and visit schools and talk to them about his role. And then, as he mentioned, he's involved in secondary schools, um, putting on mock trials and all that sort of thing. So teaching the children about the judicial system. Um, Sam, are you involved in any charities? Uh, two. Uh, yes. Oh, what are they? Well, one in Cook and Dean's called the Cherry Pickers, and they've been around for hmm, probably about a hundred plus years. Okay. And they, the most of their money that they raise goes to supporting the air ambulance. Okay. Which is very good. So they mm. do. We do comedy nights. We do mm. the Gravity Grand Prix that you may have heard mm. of. I don't know. It's, it's a downhill mm. Grand Prix that raises a lot of money and we're going to be doing an outdoor broadcast from there later in the year. Um, we also do a Boxing Day Games. The whole of the village gets together on Boxing Day and we do a Boxing Day Games. Lovely. So every street has a team and my daughter's now old enough to enter teams. I've been in the past and so we do mm. silly things like space hopper races or we do blindfolded over the bales and underneath things so an assault course when you're blindfolded there's one where you get on like um they look like ski planks but they're mm. not and you you basically got to walk but you can't see where you're walking someone's going left 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 right 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 and you fall <laughs> over there's lots of hilarity <laughs> and then the last one is a mad race where we put and it's a cold day imagine mm. boxing yes. day and uh Thankfully, it's either been snowed or, or you know, good weather. Mm. I can't remember a rained one. And we have oranges in a bowl at the end, and you've got to race and then grab an orange with your mouth. Oh, Oh, because no. you're covered in water, <laughs> and everyone's pushing you out of the way. And it's like... So, yeah, we do a lot of those. Uh, and as I said, we do a comedy night as well. So that's that's one of them. Then I'm involved with a, another lovely lady in the village called Dana Slade, whose daughter is out in Greece... Um, and she's working with uh, the local Greek authorities to set up camps for Syrian refugees because they're turning up, but the kids are not getting any schooling, mm. they're not getting any education. So she's a teacher trainer. So she's gone out there and she's teaching those kids English and other skills. Um, and so we're raising money in November to fund part of that school. Brilliant, okay. Brilliant, that sounds great. So, yes. So, so much charity work going on um, across the county, and that Will is involved in. So, thank Willie. Uh, thanks to Willie Hartley Russell for his time, and and hopefully we're going to catch up with him probably towards the end of the year just to see how some of those things have been going. Um, I'm actually involved in a charity. Are you? Yes. Well, uh, well I've just started volunteering at Elizabeth House in Cookham, making teas and coffees. My dad yes. would have loved you. Oh. He's gone, sadly, but he would have loved you. Oh, that's very sweet. Yes, he would, he would, he'd liked his cup of char. Oh, well, I'm just, the thing is, I actually have my tea and coffee black, so I never know how much, you know, when then people want milk in there. I, I never really know what colour it should be. My, my tea. <laughs> 
coffee. Anyway, let's go you're into... You're a guy. I've made a Yeah, yeah that looks like a nice cup of tea. Well, Mine looked a bit... My tea with milking looks a bit washed. I've been made about a gazillion for my wife every morning and every evening and every lunchtime and every other day, yes. Okay, well, let's let's have a... Make me a perfect cup of tea, Sam. Thank you. Oh, let's have a quick song and then just some local news. Um, Someone to you, Banners.
welcome back to School of Parenting. So just a couple of local stories to share with you. Did you know, actually just down the road here from the studio, there are four peregrine falcon chicks that have hatched on top of the church at All Saints Church. So Wild Marlow welcomed the chicks at All Saints Church. Um, they'd seen two adults birds successively mate since appearing in Marlow in um, November 2019. So it's taken a, a little, little bit of time there, hasn't it? Um, and the chicks have arrived. They've nicknamed them Marley and Roy after Marlow's French twin town. Um, and the falcons have been seen at the location regularly. And, um, yeah, that's very exciting news. And then also, um, still sort of in the area of... Um, birds uh, we we have one of our listeners actually who uh, he's a local resident neil he's an avid bird watcher and um he's reported in um and it's um about some kite attacks red kite attacks in henley where the kites have been sort of actually coming down and uh, took a biscuit out of a child's hand and actually, so um, you're not actually meant to leave food out for the red kites, which um, I didn't know. I don't leave food out for them, but I didn't realise that. So, yes, you've got to be uh, really careful with these beautiful creatures that we are lucky to have here in the Thames Valley. And then just another local story to share with you. A teenager studying for his A-levels in Marlow is flying around the world on his own this week. Travis Ludlow. Um, he's departing on... May the 27th and is aiming to be a world record held by the Americans. So here at River Radio and School of Parenting, we wish him the very best. And I think we might just have time. I shared right um, actually in a couple of movies in Gemma's show, but there's 15 movies which are must see with the kids before they grow up. Now, I mentioned that I have a son. He's already... He doesn't sit and watch movies with us anymore. But can you guess, um, I've got Rani still here, and we've got SJ here, because her show's coming up, what any of those films might be. 15 movies, which are must-see movies with the children. Now, Gemma said Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Actually, that wasn't on the list, but we did have Mary Poppins. Toy Story. Toy Story's on here, yes. Well, then you could go Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Toy Story's on here because of, you know, the morals of the film. Any SJ that you think might be might be on this list? What about, uh, what's it called? Sound of Music. Yeah, Sound of Music. Um, Amy, I want to say Amy, but I've had a blank who was here with Gemma, had said Sound of Music. What's the other one? I'm giving you a clue here by putting my finger up. E.T. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, was gonna say Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> Pinocchio is my finger. <laughs> what about Inside Out? So I really enjoyed Inside Out. No, that, that is a lovely film, isn't it, actually, yeah, to watch? Really yeah, and did watch, I have watched that with both of my children when they're a bit younger. That Jaws? is a, that is Jaws, a lovely is that film. No, funny that. That's <laughs> I'm joking. Do you know what, actually, you say that. I actually, probably only about a year ago, because I think it was in lockdown, we did actually sit down as a family and watch Jaws because we thought, oh you know now they're 10, 10 and 13 that would be fine they were not scared 
in the least. They thought it was all, of course, and my husband and I had remembered it from when it was scary, but of yeah. course they saw completely through all the... Um, you know, rubber-looking, yeah. big plastic things. Really? What yeah. about that bit when the when the when the thing comes out, when the shark comes out of the water? I still jump when I see that. They they weren't faced at all. Oh. They were not faced at all. Oh, <laughs> They're funny. obviously desensitised <laughs> to all that. Yeah, there's a few more lists, on, a few a few more movies on there. Harry Potter, Lion King. Um, oh, titty titty bang bang. Oh, and the one that we must all watch at Christmas. Well, we still all do Home Alone. What the about ho- the Charlie Home and Alone. the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, yeah that's, that's on there. Oh, did we say that? Sorry. No, 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 no we hadn't actually. Um, Back to the Future, The Wizard of Oz. So um, it's it's time for me to go. Anyway, uh, next week I'm ha- I'm having a little break with my children, um, but Claire Cogan, a lovely. Claire Cogan, who has been on School of Parenting previously. She's a wellness practitioner, specialises in teenage mental health, and um, Claire will be here um, um, on School of Parenting next Tuesday. So please listen in. Um, and let's finish with Cover Me in Sunshine, Pink, and Willow Sage Heart. I've been dreaming. 